<clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. yeah. It's Katie and Molly, <laughs> and we're here to tell you. Yeah, tell me we're doing a whole thing. It's called improv. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Sing it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Hold on. Hi, get- I'm Molly. My parents made me join a swim team when I was 10, and the only person slower than me was born with no legs. I'm Katie, and Molly's a bitch. <laughs> no, I'll say the one you were going to say. That the moon makes my hands sweaty. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's going to be one of those episodes. We're entitling this ad- this episode, Full Moon Gives Katie an Attitude. <laughs> it is a really weird moon. I'm glad that that came up. Because is this full? is our official Halloween episode, and it's going to get very spooky. Ooh. Yeah. Is that a theremin? No. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> oh, love a theremin. Um... But yeah, the moon over Austin is very orange. When it rises, it's a very freaky color. It was a full moon recently, mm. but it's been, but it's still like big and orange and it's freaky. still affecting me deeply. Right. Yeah. So any mistake you make this week, I would say you could just blame it on the moon. Well, I mean, like most women in Austin, if something <laughs> if something happens, just it's say the moon. Mercury, Venus, I don't know. (laughs) So, Dr. Katie. (laughs) Woo, woo. 911. We've got got a question. Sydney from New Jersey asked, can you get herpes from nude frottage? And a lot of you might not be familiar with the term frottage. The two people we polled before we recorded didn't know what it meant. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Uh, so frottage, as I understand it, is like grinding, mm-hmm. like the French word for freak dancing, as we called it back in the early 2000s. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that this person said nude frottage, because my understanding is that frottage is... Dancing close. Is clothed. So you're not... Or is clothed, yeah. necessarily. So nude frottage, is it a thing? Maybe not. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it go. So after I, we discovered what nude frottage was, I took to Google. It came up with this. Very unlikely. But. But you can have gotten pregnant and your baby will come out with herpes. Covered in herpes. Head to toe herpes. The doctor will pull it out and say congratulations. It's It's a a pile of herpes. (laughs) Yeah, so. So that's what you have. Sorry. But you don't have it on your genitals. Right. That's, yeah, as close as we can tell. That's what's up with you. But also on a, um, a more serious note, frottage or dry humping or dancing closely clothed or unclothed, very low risk for STDs, but not yeah. no risk. But not no risk. Nothing, I mean, no risk what, except abstinence. What can you say that that isn't true of? Is abstinence no risk? No risk. You're running a huge risk if you abstain. What are you risking? Never having an orgasm. Yeah, being unhappy. Yeah. Is that a risk? Yes. That's the thing that people don't want to talk about. You're right. You know what? Fuck, you're right. There's a downside to everything. You either are not having sex and you're miserable, or you're having sex and you're getting a lot of STDs. So, you know, don't think about it. If I could say one thing, don't think before you do anything, because you'll get all fucked up. And as I say, if you don't know it, don't blow it. I mean, give it a good look. 
Yeah, look. Give yeah, it flip it down. up. Flip it down. <laughs> yeah, full inspection. You know lights what I mean. on. Lights, this is oh, so guys, stupid when people on. are like, "Oh, lights off, lights on." Lights on. Let me see if you have any lesions I should know about. Give it an eyeball. That's yeah. anyway. That's all we're gonna say about that. The first question comes from Minnie in Columbus. Questions. She wants to know: Have you had any encounters with the paranormal? I definitely have. Oh, Minnie, this is an excellent topic. Great Halloween topic. So about, I guess, eight or nine years ago now, to almost the exact day, my uncle passed away. And we were pretty, we were very close. Um, He was my father's brother. My father and I are not close, but I took to this uncle like you would take to a dad. And (laughs) um, we, yeah, we would write letters to each other and email and text because we didn't live in the same town. And, and also, you know, it was just complicated. But we were close, as close as, you know, people can be. And so at his funeral, actually, it was, it was before his funeral, the day before his funeral, I went with my family that I'm not close with to a diner. And I felt very uncomfortable the whole time because he was the only person outside the family I was close with. And so at the diner... And every, I'm kind of shortening the story for the sake of time. But everyone was, you know, ordering and we ate and sad. But everyone was, you know, feeling some kind of way. And no one ordered dessert. We were like, we're just going to kind of like pay and go. Um, and the waitress comes after, after we've paid our bill. Like we're, you know, we're going. She comes and she puts a piece of pumpkin pie in front of me. And she says... I don't know why I'm doing this, but something told me to do this. I'm going to cry now. But <laughs> he, that was my nickname. That your uncle That my uncle you. was Pumpkin Pie. That story, I've heard it before, mm-hmm. and it just Chilling. gives me goosebumps. I, like, well up every time. Because come the fuck on. Like, no one, not, it's not like anyone would have, like, paid her to do that. You know, it's not like. Right. It's not like, and no one knew that that's what he called me. Right. I had other nicknames. Kadem's McGurk. People would go, like, that's Kadem's of the Lily money. Cup. Yeah. L- Excuse young me, lunch. what was that? Kadem's of the Lily Cup. I don't know why. That's a very bizarre nickname. We're a weird family with weird nicknames. Okay. But no one would have known that one. Right. Or if they did, that would be a mean and weird trick to play on somebody, right? It would be, like, too, too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this way, and her face was, she was so confused. She was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And she looked at me, and I, like, started crying, and I was like, I know. Thank you. Did you have to pay for the pie? No. On the house. Thanks. Pie on the house. Thanks, Uncle. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Gary. All right, man. Let's have some pie later for Uncle Gary. I will definitely do that. Okay. (laughs) So, I don't have, nothing's actually happened to me. You're very psychically sensitive. I am not. Right. Um... I, ghosts kind of don't dig my vibe, like most people. <laughs> like most living people. They just want people. you to edit their stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, boy, that's a callback. That's kind of a deep reference, Katie. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, the only encounter that uh, that my parents have told me that I've had with the paranormal is uh, when my mom... There are lots of long-lived people in my family. People live forever. That's and great. um <laughs> um so when my mom was around 8 months pregnant 
with me, she went to my great-grandmother's funeral. And this this bitch was like 98 or whatever when she passed on. And uh, then we – so I was born and my parents were at her house and they had put me on the bed. And they thought that I was taking a nap. But my mom kept looking at me and she said that I looked like I was talking or looking at or, you know, interacting oh with God. something else in the room. And then she'd like go into the room to see what was going on and I'd be asleep. And then that happened like a couple times. Oh and she God. thinks that I was that... talking to my great-grandmother. You, you know? never told me that. And that's like, that's like a th- uh, that's something I've heard from other people. Like it's um, – that's like a common thing where like the people report like, oh, now there's a new baby and someone just died and the baby acts weird. Wow. Because I totally believe that. Yeah, right? Doesn't it that makes, make sense? It makes – Like if you don't believe in God and a stuff. A girly which, kind of sense. Yeah, I, which I don't. <laughs> but it makes sense that like – this young, untainted soul, and then a soul leaving this earth would cross paths. Right. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't I that make am... sense? Th- Doesn't it make sense? <laughs> Do the math. Show me the science that says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. This might go a little long, but I also want to tell my favorite ghost story. Ooh. We can edit out if this is too long. My, this but is, I'll still have to um, sit through it. Right. <laughs> this is a ghost story that my dad told me when I was little, and it to this day, it's my favorite ghost story I've ever heard. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, so, okay, so this couple, they move into a new house, right, and it's suspiciously discounted or whatever. Sure. You know, all the warning signs are there, but they're, you know, young and in love, and they just think, just this is our house. new house. Exactly. So they get the new house, and they're, it's their first night there. All their bat boxes are around. They haven't unpacked yet, and they're lying in bed together, and it's cold and they're snuggled up and they hear knocking on the front door and the and she says oh my god gary whatever go go check it out go see what's up and he's like all right and he goes downstairs opens up the front door looks around there's nothing there and he goes back up to bed and they like and now they're a little bit nervous so they're like snuggled up really tight just like oh that was weird and then the knock comes again and so he runs downstairs and there's nothing again this time, when he gets back in bed, he hears a voice coming from downstairs saying, Get out! So this time, he jumps out of bed, grabs a bat, sure. runs downstairs, and she, his wife, meanwhile, can hear him like opening the door, looking around, and it's quiet mm-hmm. for a moment. And then she hears him coming back up the stairs, and he gets in bed with her. And they're holding each other very, very tight. Oh, God. And then she hears a voice from downstairs saying, Honey, are you all right? I fucking knew it. (laughs) Can I tell one? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This might end up being a ghost story episode. I'll make it really brief. But it's of a similar vein. This young teenager. Her parents are out of town. They trust her. She's a responsible kid. She's me. Let's call her Molly. Miss... Molly is home alone. You would never have a dog, but this girl has a dog. And hate dogs. <laughs> they're ha- her and her dog are hanging out. She's like, I feel safe when he's around because he'll bark it, and you know, he'll bark and let me. We'll know. call this dog Lex. We'll call him Lex. Katie's dog. <laughs> and so Lux starts barking at the back door, which is a screen door. You can see straight through it, and someone can definitely see straight in it. So she takes a look outside. Nothing there. Lux said, thank you, but it's fine. Like, we're safe. Molly, still kind of freaked out, goes up to bed. Throughout the night, hearing just noises that are just making her 
uncomfortable, but she keeps putting her hand down under the bed. Her dog will lick her, and she feels, okay, Lux is here. If someone does come into my room, he will freak out. Like, he, I will wake up, and that person won't be able to kill me or whatever. But she is nervous, so she does, like, She's nervous, so she's half up. And she's eating a lot of candy, because that's what she does when she's nervous. (laughs) Tons of candy. Keeps putting her hand under the bed. Lux will lick her. He's there. I'm good. Does this throughout the night. You know, the light of day comes in. She stretches. Goes to the bathroom. Written in blood on her mirror. People can lick, too. I'm going to go change my panties real quick, and then we're going to get back to recording. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) All right, the next question. (laughs) By the way, Minnie in Columbus, she's been dead for five years. Help! All right, the next question. You want to read it? This comes from Rachel, 32, in Miami. Hello. We've never included the age before. I know. I'm glad she told us. Yeah. Because we don't know this. Good background. It's, it's actually just a genuine listener, not a friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hello. I recently got out of a relationship, and I'm not sure how to handle seeing my ex and his new woman out in the wild. All caps. All caps, yeah. I accidentally ran into her last night and wanted to simultaneously slap the bitch silly and also run away and cry forever. I ended up leaving the function because I began to panic and feel very angry and sad. Help me to be mature and also kind of better than her. Oh, Rach. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Here's what you do. Yeah. Move. Ooh. Different city. Start well, over. Well, you don't have to do all that. I mean, I think that you, at least at first, have to just not put yourself... Here's the thing. You can't... The heart wants what the heart wants. You, you can't, can't control like, this new woman control and... Control the new woman. You true. can't control your feelings. But you can... Con- no. This, you can control... You control your slapping you hands. you are better than her. And this is how you do it. The next time you know you're going to run into her... Because, Rachel, I know you know. I know you look at the events she's going to. Right? Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. yeah. Facebook tells us a lot of stuff. You go, look hot as hell, and you say the four meanest words... Nice to meet you. You've already met her. Okay, well, she did say, how do I be better than her? That's better. <laughs> I don't think you're confused I think you're by better what? than her already. I mean, who cares? Like, we can't be upset about the people we used to love who they love now. It can bother us, but you can't let it, like, rock you to your core. You're great. You're probably beautiful and smart and all those great things. Not being in a relationship doesn't strip you of everything you are. Right? Uh, I disagree. Um, I think... It didn't strip you of... I mean, I've, we've both been through breakups in our life, and... Right. Look at us. Yeah, look at me, though. I think you're great. Right. Am I? Molly! <laughs> I mean, I'm very, like, if I see on Facebook that he's going somewhere, I'm like, oh, I'm not going there. Then don't be his friend on Facebook. That's an easier answer. No, but I want to see where he's going so I don't go there. Otherwise, I might bump into him. Oh, girlfriend. Because I know that, like, because I know that bumping into... See, okay, see, I'm more fresh from a breakup than you are. And I know that bumping into someone is the worst thing that can happen to you. I did in my last breakup, this will age me, but I did hide behind (laughs) a bunch of books. I mean, a bunch of movies at Blockbuster. (laughs) Yeah. The last time I went. I remember hiding. You are dating yourself. I'm dating myself. (laughs) I fell to the floor. 
and pretty much covered myself in VHSs. <laughs> DVDs. Oh, God. I'm not that old. <laughs> Remember all those movies at Blockbuster that no one ever rented? I rented saw them. I covered myself in them when my exes would walk by. Yeah. Um, so I guess move. Yeah, move. Um, We're already great and better than her. We don't know this bitch. Yeah, and also, like, when you go to places where you might see them, you got to bring a date. Even if it's a friend. Someone that gives you confidence. Right. Like, when I go out with Molly, I feel even better about myself because she's such a fun and funny friend that we. I feel like we feed off each other. Do you yeah. know what I mean when I say this? Or it's just like, I feel like if I was out with Rachel and I saw her ex, I'd be like, look at that. And then, like, yes. I'd think of mean things to say about the... Yes. Rachel, I'm just being bring I'm being us really out to Miami real. and we'll help you out. I'm not saying that that's the better road or the high road. I'm saying it's the road that I take. There were two roads, and I took the bitchier one right. more traveled. The other road is, there's really Sorry, no, Robert Frost. No, I'm sorry we brought you into this. He's glad. He's <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just remember that, like, a breakup doesn't make you less than. And remember, Miami, that is the sexiest city in the Girl, world. Girl, you must be sexy as hell. If you're living there. <laughs> wow. Rachel. Hit me up sometime. Jasmine from Austin asks, Is it okay to take your menstrual cup out in front of your man friends in the shower? Please just say yes, because I already did it. <laughs> How many people do you shower This with? is a great Halloween. Uh, well, okay. I don't think you need to say it in that, like, judgy, laugh. No, I, I, I'm jealous. Because okay. I like Jasmine. I'm <laughs> upset she didn't invite me to shower with her. Yeah. That's a great Halloween question, because it's very spooky. Yeah, someone just like I mean, I feel like for men, when you're on your period, it's yeah, like, like ah. Halloween every month for them. Yeah, where they're like, ah, <laughs> scary. <laughs> where did all this come it? from? It's a lot of blood. Yeah. Um. I, here's my whole thing. Uh, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> That's where I'm. But yeah, I feel like a I, guy might not love it, but. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. You take out your menstrual cup, right? And then what do you do with it? You look in his eyes, and he'll tell you with his face whether or not it's okay. I'm saying then you pour it over your head. (laughs) And then you have sex, I guess, (laughs) after that. (laughs) Yeah. In the butt. And then just see, like, you know, how's he take it? Yeah. Is he into it? That's a good litmus test. It's a great litmus test. Right? Can he handle my blood? <laughs> if he can't handle me at my bloodiest, he can't handle me at all. Anonymous in Kentucky <laughs> says, it's me, Anonymous. Hey, you write in a lot. <laughs> I was just wondering what your favorite cocktail is and why. Ooh. I don't know what our favorite cocktail is called. It's uh, gin. Just gin and soda. Topo Chico. Well, okay, I like gin and Topo Chico. You like gin and regular She likes soda. a fancy gin with Topo. Yeah, I like a fancy gin I like and a Topo well Chico. and soda. <laughs> and you like a well and, like, the hose seltzer. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> actually, I think a drink we would like that we should start drinking is a Tom Collins, which is gin, lime juice, simple syrup, and ice. And yeah, soda water. Yeah, I like anything um, with gin, and but no tonic. I don't like tonic. No, it's a soda water. Yeah. In a Tom I feel like that is our cocktail. Yeah, that's probably our cocktail that I'll we call it the yet. Joan Collins. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a great name. Uh, yeah, let's just say a uh, Joan Collins. And they'll be like, get the fuck out of my bar. I don't know what you're ordering. Once I ordered a dirty Shirley, and Is the bartender a got pissed Temple at with me. Vodka? <laughs> yeah. What 
What's not funny about that? That's very funny. <laughs> Where do you find these the humorless fuck? bartenders? It was a girl. She wasn't into me. <laughs> Corinne in New York wants to know. You read it since it's from New York. I'll read it as a New Yorker. With yeah, a, with read it with like your worst New York. Corinne accent. in New York. Can I skip wearing a bra in the workplace? Oof. My breasts are pretty small, so I don't like wearing them. Are your nip are our nipples unprofessional? Oof. Corinne, <laughs> straight back to finishing school with you. <laughs> um, here's my whole thing. I think that nipples are very professional. I think that a grown woman mm-hmm. should be able to walk into a room, nipples fully erect, <laughs> you know, and that can just be part of her presentation. I do think that for a small-chested woman, mm-hmm. when you don't naturally have cleavage, nipples are your cleavage. I love that. You know what I'm I saying? I love that idea. Because all those office offices are always so cold. You're never not going to be fully erect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Katie's making the... Erect nipple sign language. <laughs> it's just like the a international sign for erect nipples. <laughs> but how about this? Can I rock some nipples? Well, see, so you're very cleavagey, so mm-hmm. I feel like that is a lot. It's a lot. But I feel like it's. We can all agree that like a, a sousant of décolletage in the workplace is totally fine. Yeah. But what if you don't have décolletage? I say. Bring out your nipple. Bring them so, out. So, basically, to answer this question, Corinne, we're going to need you to email us photographs of your breasts. All right. Ooh, another bra-related question from Sally in Des Moines. Recently, a co-worker showed up with her blouse unbuttoned mm. in the most compromising spot possible. Probably, like, right in that gap area where it's, I like, cleavage yeah. area. Yeah. Our client was already there at the meeting. There was no way to subtly draw attention to the issue. Hmm. Should I have said anything afterward? For all I know, she was on her way to more professional appointments. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, I would say, like, I I wouldn't say. I'd probably just, like, motion for her to button it and then wink and, like, walk away. You don't want to embarrass. She's going to feel so embarrassed. Right. So just be like, girl, fix yourself, and then walk away immediately. Don't give her a chance to be like, oh, my God, don't let her be embarrassed in front of you. Right. Just like when you don't pay attention to a baby after it falls, it doesn't really cry. Don't pay attention to her. I'm sorry. What was that (laughs) that you just said? You don't pay attention to a baby. Babies cry because you freak out. If they fall and you're like, good job, they're like, yeah. They cry when you start to be like... Jeremy, and you pick yeah. them up, you know. When you said fall, I assumed in my head that you meant dropped. No, no. I'm thinking of a baby that's trying to walk for them. You know. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. ignore people that are about to be embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya in Upper Marlboro. I can't really say that word. Yeah. Neither can people in Maryland. It's okay. It's pretty. Can you say it? Marlboro. Wow. I, re- <laughs> I recently sold my company. I feel pretty proud, so I told all my friends. That has led to quite a few hinty hints or outright requests for money. I didn't personally get this large sum of money that my company sold for. I own a small per- percentage of the company and will eventually get a payout in a year or so. In the meantime, it's not like I'm a flush with cash. How do I explain this? All right, the answer is you don't explain it. What do you say, then? 
Because the thing is, like, once you give people an explanation, once you say, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a millionaire. I have a small percentage of this large sum of money that is not getting – what you're saying is, like, I owe you an explanation. Like, you're correct to ask me for money. It makes sense that you would come to me Uh, with your request. Giving the explanation is allowing that type of behavior. Right. I mean, and I think that, you know, this is what sends, drives rich people into madness, where they eventually turn into, you know, like the Bouviers, mm-hmm. Grey Gardens. Mm-hmm. They were like, everyone just wants us for our money or Yeah, something. no one wants us. I don't actually remember what their problem was. That, that's probably part of it. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of rich people, you see them, they hole up and they're like, I can only talk to other rich people because everyone else just wants my money. Right. And that's that's what happens. And so you have to not let that happen to you. By never giving anyone anything. So let's look, can we role play? Yeah, you're this ri- you're rich. Oh yeah, you're oh. Tanya. Mink still only. I'm not wearing mink. You're not. No, you're you're Tanya. In I'm this saving situation. up for my mink. Hey, Tanya. What's up? Think I could... I'm really busy, but yeah. <laughs> so if we could just keep this quick. Think I could borrow like two grand or something. Two grand? Um, I'm. Uh, um, what? I'm sorry. Do you? Are you an orphan? Like, <laughs> it seems like there would be a lot of other people to, or, you know, like, banks give out loans. Like, we live in yeah, a... Yeah, but, like, you're my friend, so I just thought... Yeah, I don't think that friends should lend each other money. Perfect I just really answer. feel like that. You know, it's weird. It'll never not be weird. And I don't want that to happen to us. That's good. Because I treasure you. <laughs> Tanya, chill out. <laughs> Neither a borrower. We don't say it enough. Nor a lender be. Yeah. That's an expression. Right. I've heard it. I don't follow that. I work in a lending business. Yeah, you lend a lot of, yeah. People in need. Real people in need. Not a bunch of schmoes. Right. Fund mine. No. <laughs> you fund it. <laughs> Good job, hippies. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of people have asked, what should I go as for Halloween? A lot of people are looking for costume ideas. I'm glad this came up because my idea <laughs> that you shot down, which mm-hmm. I think is a brilliant idea, you get a dude, say Katie's boyfriend or mm-hmm. any other dude you have around, who you know is going to be lazy about a costume. To be around. Right. But you know how dudes are where it's like they don't really, they're not going to get as into costume planning as you are. So all they have to do for this look, just like, you know, tucked in shirt or just like all denim and then like part their hair down the middle and boom, they're Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Or like some cult leader. Pick your cult leader. Pick they your all look kind of like, like, all you have to do is wear kind of a bland, weird outfit and make a weird face and part your hair in a weird way mm-hmm. and you're a cult leader and then a couple of girls or a bunch of girls as many women as you can find just wear kind of ma- matching outfits like for the manson girls you would just have to wear like those weird 60s shifts that they were wearing yes. at the court or like you could do the warren jeffs gals and get like some thrift store like puffy sleeve 80s numbers and then just do that weird fucking uh bouffant <laughs> french braid french that they braid. all have why do they all have so that ugly. it's, it's such so a fucking terrible, ugly it's like ooh, we get to you know the whole point of that cult is like we get to fuck 16 year olds it's like yeah but they all look really stupid really so dumb. like what is the point of your well, sex I think it, like, cult yeah i think it keeps the hair out of their face for sex <laughs> you know how many guys have told me just French braid your <laughs> No one's ever said that No to one's me. ever said that. I did have a... Bo- I'm not French braid? Anything. Okay, now go on. I had an ex that used to, like, carry around 
Um, ponytail holders? For me. And, and by the way, I wasn't... No, yeah, no, they was weren't gross. for you. They were from other women that he had serial No, def- yes. He was a murderer. 110%. <laughs> You're right. Sorry, dead girls. I wore your ponytail holders. Disgusting. Oh, that's a very funny explanation for that Warren Jeffs hairdo, <laughs> and I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I told Molly I didn't want to do this because it's not sexy enough. Oh, yeah, and then you said, Halloween I don't want to do it. Sexy. You said, Halloween is for being sexy, and then you followed it up by saying, I want to go as Meatloaf the singer. <laughs> <laughs> He's sexy to some people. <laughs> and I said, she should go as Meatloaf, the pan of Meatloaf, and right. she said she would cut out. Don't say what I said. I didn't think through what Boob I said. Holes. Boot and holes, I, and, and they I would be mashed potatoes. That's right. funny. That doesn't make any sense. Here's I know someone that went as a sexy they washing machine. Uh, events. Girl, Talking about events, a lot of Halloween events. Uh, a friend, um, me, and another friend went to a uh, an OTO gathering, which is a uh, Satanist cult started by Aleister Crowley. Was OTO um, stand for again? I forget. Oh, I always forget. It's something too. stupid. Um, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> order of the something, something. Yeah, order. Who cares? Um, but they they're having a on October 29th, They're having a tarot card party That'd where everybody dresses up as their favorite tarot card. Never mind. Yeah, it sounds very complicated, but it sounds like people wear elaborate costumes. So if that's your thing, that's something yeah. to think about. Um, we're also going to go tomorrow, which might be. Uh, before this podcast airs, but we've been going to King Bee's Comedy Night, which I've been talking up a mm-hmm. lot to everyone who will listen. Um, on East 12th Street, stop. there's a bar called King Bee, and it's very cool and expensive, and they have fancy little gin drinks that gin and jam. slurp down, fist over, hand over fist. Is that how you say that? Sure. Anyway. And they have a really good, it's free comedy. Yeah, no, what, what, there's no reason not to go. Yeah, so look it up. King we'll be B, there. Free Comedy, will probably be there. We should sing Monster Mash. <laughs> we should, yeah, Monster Mash, yeah. You're right. Oh, we should sing it. What do you think? How does it go? They did the mash, did the... No, we'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster-